Welcome to the Mission Cleveland weekly podcast, encouragement and hope in a despairing world. Bill Creed is an Ignatian priest who knows a lot about calling. Most recently, Bill has started to do retreats for individuals recovering from homelessness and addiction and using his Ignatian spirituality as a way to guide these retreats. Bill offers hope to those who are in recovery. He calls his project the Ignatian Spirituality Project, and Bill knows a lot about calling. Here's a couple of things Bill says about calling. He says, My call is not something I decide to do, but it may arise in what I do. My call is not my work, but it may involve my work. My call is not what someone else wants me to do, but it may involve something others approve of. My call is not something that comes from my idealistic self, but it may involve my ideals. My call does not come from my perfectionistic self, but it does involve my best or truest self. My call is not what I hope others will do with me, but it usually involves another or others. My call is not what I ought to do, but if I do not do it, I will not be fully who I am. My call is not something I conjure up for myself, but it does resonate in my depths. The heart of call is that it comes to me, it approaches me, it challenges me, it arises before me, it is revealed in me. The first demand my calling makes on me is to listen to it. I do not really choose my call or my calling. Rather, it chooses me. My one choice is whether I listen to it or ignore it, or whether I embrace it or analyze it for its certainty and satisfaction, whether I follow it or spend my time deciding why I cannot trust this. Wow. Bill has a lot to say about calling. And I want to talk about calling today in this meditation, but not necessarily the larger calling that we might equate with vocation, although that might actually apply to some of us. I want to talk more about the social movement we're caught up in right now. And I don't even know if it's been named with complete accuracy at this point, but bound up in this movement, we see threads of racial justice gender equality, rights of individuals, the value of dignity of humanity. We see religion and faith, nationalism. We see a country that is in grave pain. Currently, after the events that happened in our capital on January 6th, our country is seeing the most, I think, confusing and disorienting experiences that we may ever see in our lifetime. We're met with the endless supply of information, it doesn't stop bombarding our screens ever. The events we are witnessing, friends, have brought, and I believe will continue to bring unmatched energy, and maybe even more importantly, they demand a response from us. And I want us to consider as we move into this week of inauguration, how are we responding to the call from Jesus, the God who manifests himself 
in this world who chooses to reveal himself to humanity. As we continue to move through Epiphany, we realize that God's light is coming into the world. It came into the world in Jesus, and it comes into the world even still. But what demand does this call make on my life? In the Gospels, in in John Chapter 1, we read these words starting in verse 43. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph, Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said to him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? Jesus answered him, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, You are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Jesus' call toward discipleship isn't that complicated. I think it may seem that way to us, but maybe, maybe it's us. Maybe we complicate it. But as Bill Creed writes, my choice is whether I listen to it or ignore it, or whether I embrace it or analyze it for its certainty and satisfaction, whether I follow it or spend my time deciding why I cannot trust this. I think what makes this so hard is that when Jesus calls us, he rarely ever tells us where we're going. Our response is to follow him. This is so common in scripture. We see that in the call of Moses, of David, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Peter, and Paul. And this is so important. It's an important point because we're never really called to trust the call or to trust a particular outcome that's associated with the call. We are called to trust the living God who intimately knows us and is fully aware of every step along the way. He's never surprised by the outcome and he's never undone by it either. In the Gospel of John, what we see is is. Jesus beginning to call his disciples, and he calls Philip. And Philip's response is one of utter excitement. I kind of imagine Philip, I don't know if we can completely relate to what Philip was experiencing, but I thought that had to feel something like when you're kind of looking for something collectively, like just think maybe your family's all together looking for the remote control or something like that. And then one of you finds it, 
And then all of a sudden, you just have to like scream about it. I found it. I found it. It had to have that kind of excitement. That's the kind of excitement that I think Philip had. Almost as soon as that call from Jesus comes, Philip hears it and he responds with excitement. And you see Philip just saying, we found him. And a a beautiful, beautiful word for us to reflect on, too, is Philip's invitation, come and see. Philip's response is different than Nathaniel's. Nathaniel's response is is so full of, of cynicism with the familiar. You know, he's kind of seen that town before. He knows what comes out of Nazareth. Nothing good according to to Nathaniel. He says, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And it's almost like we can get so caught up with what we know. We've already defined it. We've already seen it. We've already tasted it. And we just assume it will never, ever change. Friends, I think sometimes we can get that way with Jesus, can't we? We just simply assume that Jesus isn't going to surprise us. And God is full of surprises. He's not predictable. We can't domesticate him. But look at Jesus' response to Nathaniel. His question, Nathaniel's question to Jesus, how did you get to know me? Jesus' way is a way of radically knowing us. Jesus says, before Philip called you, I saw you. Before you even had an opportunity to respond to the call, my eyes were fixed on you, Nathaniel. I was watching you. Nathaniel wonders, how do you know me, Jesus? And Jesus says, I have always known you. The way of Jesus is that he already knows us in the most intimate way, and he desires us to know him intimately too. This is what we celebrate when we celebrate Epiphany. It's that the heaven opened up and became known by human beings, that we get a taste of knowing Jesus the way that he knows us. And it's true that radically being known by anyone much less the God of creation, radically being known can be disorienting to us. It's like we're exposed, almost like maybe there may be part of ourselves that maybe doesn't want to be known that much. But being radically known is part of the calling of Jesus. Where have you sensed Jesus moving toward you in intimacy? Where have you resisted that? Jesus' response to Nathaniel was transformative. Even in the midst of his doubt, Jesus radically knows him. No matter what doubt we may be traveling through, our questions, our own cynicism, our own familiarity with, with Jesus and our experiences with religion and faith, even when we get caught up in all that and it kind of comes out on the other side as doubt or indifference, Jesus radically knows us. 
Jesus intimately calls us. And the result is that when we follow, we are moved to a radical and intimate confession. You are the Son of God. Jesus reveals himself truly to us as our hearts are open to really come and see him as Philip invites us to. And it doesn't end there. Jesus promises the disciples there's always more, greater things, he says, heaven open, angels ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Whatever that means, we can rest assured that this is good and our hearts are longing to see it even now. That Jesus isn't just some passing religious figure that is on par with other spiritual guides throughout history. That instead, our God, the Trinity, will have dominion over all things in heaven and on earth. In all the turmoil in our country right now, as we move into this week, where we will inaugurate a new president in our country, where we've been blistered with so many riots and so much unrest... I think it's a completely fair question for us to ask ourselves right now. How am I responding to Jesus who continues to reveal himself in this world? Am I responding to the light of his epiphany or am I resistant or even numb to this relationship that I've just become so familiar with that I'm, I'm not even seeing the bright light as it comes into view? Well, I started this meditation with the words of Bill Creed. Let me also end there as well. Bill says, My call invites me to trust. It beckons me to give myself to it wholeheartedly. My call pushes me for a response, and the only adequate response is an unconditional yes. Friends, let us continue to cry out our yes as Jesus calls us. Let us continue to open up our hearts to the one from whom no secrets are hid. And let us listen to Philip's words, come and see. God's promise to us is that as we seek Jesus, we will find him. And the hope that we have in him is that there are greater things ahead for us as a people of God, as a church, as families, as individuals, that we will continue to see heaven open up and move into this world as we seek our Lord. This is his call to every single follower. Jesus simply says, follow me. We don't always know where we're going, but let us not lose hope and let us respond with an unconditional yes. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. Join us at the Mission Cleveland next week.